feeling? Oh, how is everyone? Welcome to Straight Up, guys. Sorry, we didn't open as we normally do because we're still recovering. A a flat opener. Yeah. We're on a two-day hangover. As we get older, it takes at least two more days to Ellie's recover. Ellie's turning 30 next week. As Would we you all believe know. it? Oh God, <laughs> I actually don't want to because I can't go through being drunk, that drunk again and that hungover again. Guys, we went to the Brits. Sorry, I should say we went to the Brits on Saturday night. On Saturday, the first Saturday night Brits in its entire 46-year history or something. So we... We rose went to big, the occasion. Went a bit big, didn't we? Very large. I, my um, final memory of the night, um, although there's a period which I don't remember, is me and you sitting in the cab, riding past uh, Wandsworth Common, going, gonna be sick, gonna be sick. Yeah. And you'll be like, same. <laughs> and then me being dropped off. I don't think I even said goodbye to you. Yeah, I think you like ran out of the <laughs> car into the house. And I had that classic thing as well that suddenly you get home and you're like, whoa, I am really drunk because you're not in like a party setting. Yes, I didn't realise until the next morning that I had gone into my boyfriend's shopping bag and eaten literally half a pack of his favourite crisps, like one of the massive ones. And he was so annoyed. Um, but n- not even crisps helped my hangover. I was so ill. I couldn't even watch TV. I, the only thing I could watch yesterday, I had two naps one in the early afternoon and one about six o'clock. And I watched Gordon Ramsay's new show, Next Level Chef. Oh my God, how could you even watch food on um, the screen? I just needed something like really easy watching. There was no way I could have followed a drama or anything like that. I noticed that I, I was sick every time I tried to watch Happy Valley because I think it must be the movement. Watching oh, people move, like triggered nausea. Well, we're both quite bad with like the next <laughs> day voms, aren't we? Sorry guys for that lovely detail no but if any of you are and you have any good remedies let us know so I actually do have an amazing remedy but it 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 involves you having to leave the house which I was unable to do but if I am able to leave the house then this sorts me right out a packet of plain crisps oh I had that yesterday packet of plain walkers yeah and a lucasade original yes within an hour I'm then okay okay I had like my take on that which was the walkers crisps and a coke oh well done see I had neither which promptly came projectile flying out. I spent 20 yeah. quid on a on a delivery breakfast and then it's like great now it's in the toilet what <laughs> what was the point and my boyfriend was also hung over so both of us were unable to help the other anyway on to more glamorous things our night out Cathers <gasps> the Brits okay so firstly before we tell everyone about the Brits get the full lowdown on the whole night I actually tried to use ChatGTP to write our intro today. Would you like to hear oh, it? Oh, I'm so excited about this. I still haven't used it. Okay, so gang, if you haven't heard of it, ChatGTP is basically this like AI tool that has gone crazy recently. It was launched only in November and it's become, my brother told me the stats, something crazy like, you know, YouTube had like a million users in its first year. Facebook had something like that. ChatGTP had like 40 million in its first like five minutes. Oh so, like, my God. I mean, I'm probably butchering those numbers but like crazy it is literally like the future of the internet because it's like students and gen Zers trying to just like anyone and everyone like it works for any kind of work email sitch you know if you wanted to like structure like a marketing email you can also um use like prompts so the more intelligently you give the brief the more it will give back so you can actually say like hey please write me a marketing brief in the style of this particular type of copywriting um, so also very good practice because I'd say that being able to write a good brief is really a really good thing to know how to a do. A good skill, yeah. Something I do a lot as a, an editor. So I'm pretty sure Google bought into it and paid like loads of money for it, but Amazon are also making their own version. BuzzFeed have said that they're going to use ChatGTP for writing certain pieces of journalism. 
Which oh, great. Good. Another thrilling. nail in the coffin yeah. of our careers. And yeah, it's actually just like this super game changing tool. God knows like how kids are going to do homework, you know, and not just be tempted to use that. Because I was like, this is literally what you would get to write your essays. Well, I read that there are some exam moderators that were like, we are unable to actually tell between a ChatGP written essay, like in coursework or even... Yeah, I don't think you would be yeah. able to tell. So it's really difficult to actually like moderate in terms yeah. of making because sure they're not using it. you pick them out. Yeah. Um, I know someone who told me they wrote a 15 page workbook recently like literally a huge piece of work that they had to do 15 page course that was it like course workbook and was it okay and it was great and it was done in like you know 20 minutes and it would have taken him like literal weeks so it's, it's going to change the game when it comes to how quickly oh my things... god what else can we use it for well i shall read you the intro and you okay. can make your own decision actually you can read it with me because it's a nice bits. short script guys you can let us know your thoughts okay i'm excited so Cue intro music. Hey there, Kathleen here. And I'm Ellie. Welcome to Straight Up, the podcast where we lift the lid on celebrity culture one drink at a time. And today we're bringing you the latest scoop from the world of entertainment and pop culture. That's right, we've got all the juice on the hottest moments of the past week and boy was it a wild one. We're talking about everything from the Brit Awards to Kourtney Kardashian's vagina gummies. And let's not forget about Rihanna's Super Bowl performance and pregnancy reveal. It's going to be a good one. We'll also be sharing our thoughts on the best things on TV right now. So grab a drink and get comfortable, because it's time for Straight Up. Cheers. So guys, oh, outro music plays. Thoughts? Do you think that was up there Well, with our personal standards? I have to writing? say, this is taking me right back to Straight Up 2019. It's kind of eerie, isn't it? It's literally exactly what we would have written in our intro script when yeah. we started the podcast. Because like, when we started exactly the podcast, guys, we, we were a little shy and we used to script our intros because otherwise we didn't know how to talk on a mic whereas now we don't as you can tell script anything apart from you know the odd advert but um but yeah wow I know it's actually seriously clever like it's as clever as Kathleen and Ellie three years ago yeah oh my god yeah listen to an old episode of ours and let's know yeah they're like oh my god Okay, well, that's great. Let's uh, <laughs> let's make way for ChatGP to take over journalism. I know, if anyone's <laughs> using it in their jobs in any like funky ways, can you tell us? Yes, tell I us. Like that would be really interesting. That would be really interesting. I kind of don't want it to get too much bigger. We are literally going to be killed off by AI, but you know. I know. Back um, to the Brits. Back to the Brits. Okay, so we started off our night at the most fabulous bar that hosted us for some glamorous pre-drinks. Oh, we did. It was so nice, actually. So Seed Library, which is at the 100 Shoreditch, which used to be the Ace Hotel, and it's a basement bar. It's actually by Ryan, Mr. Lion, Chetia Wardana. We love him. We've been to a lot of his bars. We went to his bar in Amsterdam, been to his bars across London. Yeah, we've definitely spoken spoken about him on the podcast before. He's like London's cocktail king. I remember Beyonce and Jay-Z actually hosted one of their parties in his bar that's no longer there now, but I think it was in Yeah, Hoxton. a club or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, we've previously, previously recommended Lioness at Sea Containers, which is like his flagship concept. So we were very excited to check out this new little subterranean spot. Firstly, how gorgeous the decor. It was gorgeous. I couldn't believe it when we went through the doors. You go down the stairs and you're like, where the hell am I? It's all dark and mysterious. And yes, amazing lighting. It's all like pink and red and black. Quite Everything's groovy. like very sleek, which is in keeping with the overall focus on stripping back and like analog. Lots of the, of the cocktails are like inspired by classics. Very clean, fresh. I actually loved the sh- raspberry champagne. Yeah, so minimal. Which was like flavoured with like a raspberry eau de vie. So you couldn't even see it in the colour of the champagne. Like it just looked like a glass of champagne. 
but actually also gorgeous glassware very nice glassware i had a um coriander gimlet which the bartender told me was the only cocktail that stays constant on every menu because it changes like weekly um because the bartenders are so fun they change up all the time but yeah the coriander mm. gimlet was gorgeous gimlet is like essentially just gin lime with some coriander leaf very refreshing and they will do excellent classics should you want them we did we go a off spicy menu marg. by the end didn't we yeah we finished with a spicy marg which was very very tasty it's always nice to know that they can do the classics well. i know i hate it when they don't when they don't let you when do they that. don't do classics yeah and there was also like some great music love vinyl on the decks on weekends and they're open to 1am obviously we oh left earlier on saturday because we had to go over to the o2 yeah. but still what a great little spot for a night out and the food menu very good in collaboration with rubens rubens it runs till the 31st of March, so if you want to go check it out, do, because it's this guy, he actually did a really fab little latke recipe on Mob Kitchen recently. It's South London twists on classic Jewish dishes, and mm. we had all sorts, didn't with we? With pastrami with mustard. The pastrami sausage, that was your fave, wasn't that it? That was my fave. I loved the cheese croquette. Oh yeah, you did go so in on that. Bechamel, cheesy bechamel, and oh, so good. They were so large, I couldn't and fit one in my mouth. The um, pork cheek buffalo burn ends. Lots of meat, as you can probably It was very sense. meaty. Actually, I don't recommend the food menu for vegetarians, I'm afraid. No, it's not one for the veggies. Well, although we we purposefully did order a lot of meat dishes, as we've we love said meat. before. We, we love we, meat. Whenever we order together, we go quite meaty. Also, I loved the Mayor 75, which was a champagne cocktail with gin and... Oh, Mayor Lemon, oh, Orange yeah, Bitters. Oh, so good. Actually, that was my absolute favourite, actually. Yes. I love a lemony cocktail. Do you know what? I, for me... I just, I'm in love with nice glassware and I just loved that it came in those like really gorgeous flutes. Yeah. It made me feel fancy and we it were was looking fancy. fancy. Yeah, it's got a great, great atmosphere. Yes, I will very say that. chic. Yes, I will find that often with but bars fun. they're either super like cool or super chic and then you, there's, there's no, no like hybrids. Yeah, whereas this was like right in the middle. You're so yeah. right. It's like, you know, clearly quite like experimental and forward thinking, but also just like a really good time. Yeah, exactly. It would actually be a really good spot for a private event. Do you know what it would? It would. Yeah. I mean, I've already got my birthday at a hair salon. Um, otherwise, I would have thought about it. And I will tell you about what that's like next episode. But yes, we'll my birthday is at an actual hair salon. Um, but no hair cutting is happening. Anyway, then we went to the Brits. Guys, we were literally yeah. an hour late to the Brits. Yep, that was slightly unfortunate. We missed we Harry Styles' performance. We did get there right after, though. Harry Styles, for those of you that haven't been fo fo uh, closely following, won all four major awards of the night. All Every, the ones he was uh, yeah. voted in. And there was a bit of a, a hoo-ha, basically, wasn't there? Because last year, the Brits introduced gender-neutral categories. But what was unfortunate is that this year, in Best Artist, it was all men listed. Yeah, whereas last year, Adele won, so... Yeah, so people were obviously, like, not particularly happy about that. And it was quite obvious in his speech, wasn't it, babe, that Harry was nodding towards the controversy from the Grammys when he'd said, like, people like me don't usually win awards like this. Yes, he was like, I'm very aware of my privilege. And then yeah. shouted out all the women that he yeah. felt should have been nominated. In the category. But then like, for Charlie, for Rena, yeah. for Becky. I definitely think Rena should have been nominated. Rena Sawayama, I think she was snubbed. Yeah. She should definitely have been. I just don't get why she wasn't. But one thing I wondered, actually, so I thought I'd ask you this, since you were on the voting board this year, weren't you? I was. I've done it previous years. I voted for Rena. Yeah, so there's always, like, one public vote um, award. But there's four. Oh, it's four, because I was like, have you seen? So there's been a little bit of drama as well with H winning best, like, rap and grime and urban act. I, I haven't seen that, actually. Why, why? Just a few people on Twitter and stuff, do you know what I mean? Just being like, what the hell, why would H win this when what? he's up again? And to be honest, I obviously... Absolutely no shade to age. Love him to pieces, former guest of the podcast. Yeah. But up against like Stormzy or Central Sea, I don't know, you can sort of see like 
oh, oh maybe yeah. a slightly more surprising choice, like given the year the Central Sea's had, you know, and Storms also given the Cent- Central Sea and Storm Sea um, are in the best artist category as well. H and his manager have both kind of uh, addressed it by saying like, oh, it was voted for by the fans, so if you don't like it, like get your if, like get your friends to vote for you next time, kind of thing. Yeah, um, but was that category voted yes. for by fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. there were four there were four genre awards that are voted for by fans on TikTok, which was best alternative rock, best rap R and B, best pop. Right, okay, that makes more sense to me. I I was I'm sure it's only like, I don't know, Rising Star or something that's voted. No, no, it's true. Guys, I need to tell you about my gym journey. Okay, not to toot my own horn, but I've been making pretty solid progress recently and I think it's genuinely really helped by my longtime fave and Straight Up's new partner, Huel, which makes high-protein, nutritionally complete meals, which you can have as a shake. I'm not going to lie, I am literally so excited to be working with Huel and to share their message with all of you guys because I feel like so many women are nervous when it comes to protein. They just worry that it's going to make them really bulky and big and just not look like shapely and womanly. I mean, I know that's definitely what I thought until a few years ago when I came around to the idea that I just really, really needed more protein in my diet and I just wasn't getting it in the food I was eating. Discovering Huel has been a game changer. I love it. My morning routine is completely different now before the gym. Els, please tell me about yours. I know you're a morning gymmer. I want to know your favourite flavour. We're Black Edition gals at the moment. Yes, so I absolutely love weight training. It's completely transformed my body image and the way I feel about getting stronger rather than skinny. I'm basically also one of those people that is does everything in a rush. I have no time in the morning to get ready. So I literally need to just pick up and take something within like that I can make in 30 seconds for me to take to the gym and then drink on the way to work. Um, and the chocolate flavored Huel Black Edition is perfect for that. Just two scoops, it contains 200 calories per scoop. Put it in a, a protein shaker with some water, shake it, bring it to work, and just have it like at my desk after the gym. And that is basically breakfast ticked off all the protein I need. It's just so good. Like, I can't believe that it's a complete meal. And 26, I think, essential vitamins. It was like omega-3, vitamin D, and it doesn't have that gross synthetic taste, which lots of other competitors, quite frankly, do. Not gonna lie. Also, you get a free shaker with your first order too, as well as the scoop. Also, it works out to only like £1.68 per 400 calorie meal, which especially at these times is very important. I mean, that's actually the way that you and I got into protein, I think, is it not? In the office when we worked together, we got sent some and I just like needed to save money. So I was like, great, I'll just have this at lunchtime. So too, I often have Huel as lunch as well. You can order online. All you need to do is go to huel.com slash straight up and you'll see all of the black edition there, all the flavors, Ellie's fave chocolate. Enjoy, honeys. Enjoy. what do you think about this guys let us know a friend of mine um, messaged me this morning and she was like I'm sorry but I watched the Beatles on Saturday night and I literally felt a thousand years old because I just didn't even recognise like 40% of the acts she's like I'd literally never heard of like most of them that's hilarious yeah I mean there are some people like our music critic in the live blog was like who is Becky why does she always win everything but some artists still even Becky like, Hill like I know Ash Nico has been around for like a million years but I'm still like who the hell are you and why are you here and like why does anyone care oh, about you oh I quite you? like Ash Nico you know she's going out with Arlo Parks no, yes. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yes. Very so Ash, interesting. Ashniko's this kind of like enfant terrible of pop. She's always like wearing mad outfits. Her like... outfit for the Brits was hideous. She had these like <laughs> eggs and she said these eggs, they were like these growths that had been like stuck yeah. onto her and she said that they were like eggs that were going to hatch or something. I, she's, I, it was not so my vibe. I've, we actually interviewed her in the Telegraph, a very on Telegraph <laughs> artist, but she's super into like body morphing. She like does like yeah, elfers yeah, yeah. and like she loves, I think, I guess it's a different kind of art. Like it's 
taking makeup mm. to a whole new level of like let me like actually no I totally get that more for yeah, my body world, but but no it looked hideous like agreed one for me anyway talking of H I'm sorry to say as much as I love him that outfit I'm sorry he looked like an old man I didn't mind the um, blue suit but I just didn't like the glasses like what the hell were they I know he thought he probably looked like suave and well he, he was channeling Miami Vice he told Amelia in the red right. carpet also what do you think of Ellie Golding's brunette tresses oh I didn't see that yeah Ellie Golding's gone like really dark interesting yeah. oh so that was another contentious moment of the Brits guys if you haven't seen it was that poor Tom Grennan well not Tom Grennan basically gaffed in his in his um on the stage with Ellie, with Ellie Golding when she essentially turned to him and they were both presenting an award together and she was wearing essentially what's like a black like an almost like black breastplate yeah, of yeah. fake breasts I mean I'm describing it really badly it's like a look it's like those like sheer pelly kind of ones vibe you know with like the naked body on it Yes, and um, so like super pointy, like plasticky breasts. And Tom Grennan um, was like, oh, are those, are those your real breasts? And then she was like, uh, no, obviously not. These are not my real breasts. My real breasts are much further apart. And he was like, okay. And it was the most awkward thing. God, I, that literally passed me by. Oh, really? I didn't even notice it, yeah. And then it, he went viral for being sexist on Twitter. Really? Oh, poor Tom Grennan. Well, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say that, but my instinct is that it's one of those like badly timed... Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Ellie Golding defended him and yeah. was like, he's a mate of mine. He didn't mean to say that. It just like, came out wrong. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. of those awful moments. When it, well, it is live as well. Like, Mo Gilligan called um, Lewis Capaldi. He introduced him as Sam yeah, Capaldi. Yeah, so, Which is quite unfortunate. Mo Gilligan also got flack for asking Leanne Pillock, who was looking after the kids tonight. Oh, dear. Yeah. And I, okay, I understand that obviously that's a loaded question because it is so often asked about women, but... And, and we should ask it to men as well. But I guess, is that a weird question if she's just given birth? I feel like... Has she just given birth? Well, not really. I think their twins are like a year old now. Oh, right. So it's not like they're brand new. Also, the irony is with celebrities, with these kind of questions anyway, it's like all celebrities have nannies and like baby nurses and whatever else. So... It's not a very interesting question to be no, honest. No, their children are always being looked after by somewhere else, someone else, even when they're in the house. Yeah, it's true. I have to say, actually, watching some of the red carpet interviews I was like my god a lot of these interviews are just so dull I but hate I, red carpet interviews they're just like, I think they're oh really how do you feel about winning an award yeah. well, what are you wearing or like yeah or like what who, music you've been listening to recently god it wasn't even that interesting it was like even more inane than that but I must say that Roman Kemp was one of the few um, people that I thought was actually really funny in terms of his interview yeah. technique. He was quite specific. He was like joking around, like bringing up funny anecdotes, being almost like borderline inappropriate in a good way. Also, he was quite funny. Did you see his outfit? Well, I mean, obviously you saw it. Yes. The silver sleeveless vest uh, got absolutely rinsed and he shared like a swipe carousel the next day like thought I'd wear something a bit different and edgy for the Brits this year <laughs> really glad it went down so well and it's just like endless posts of people being like what the hell is Roman Kemp wearing I did, he looks like this he looks like that I have to say I didn't rate it so um in terms of where we were guys we were seated in quite a fun spot above the celebrity table so there's a stage in the Brits there's actually two stages and the pit where usually in the O2 it's like full of standing fans is covered in tables like maybe like a hundred tables which has all the like celebs the nominees like the industry music industry mm. like big wigs all sat there and we were in the seated bits and so we were looking down directly onto roman kemp's table yes the itv table yes was oh, like that right what it was yeah with my like lemon laura whitmore yes maya and roman seem to be quite good friends yes. and i don't mean that in a like oh way i mean genuinely they seem to be getting on really well as mates yeah and i must say though sorry if you're listening 
Doubt you are, but I'm not a fan of Keith Lemon. Hate Keith Lemon, in fact, I would go as far to say. Oh, he's really annoying, isn't he? I really hate him. Vile. Which is probably quite mean of me to say. No, I think that's it. But yeah. Say it with your chest, babe. Yeah. Uh, one thing I saw that was deeply annoying was one of the tabloids essentially saying that Maya Jama and Laura Whitmore were not speaking to each other yeah, at the table. I saw so that, but then I was like, weren't they? Because I'm sure we probably saw them speaking to yes, each other. Yes, and also it's called time. having two people in between you. Like it's not you're not you like know, lean over. You're, they were just talking to different people the moment someone took that picture. Honestly, they're just trying to create like Love Island host drama. I feel really sorry for Laura for that because I think that's been a lot of that. Like, oh, look at this much younger host replacing you, and she's oh, spending yeah. way more time in the villa, and she's doing it much better. And blah, 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 Everyone's blah. like blown away by how hard Maya looks. That's definitely yeah. been like the narrative, hasn't it? I heard as well that there was big problems with Sam Smith and Kim Petras's performance. Did you I, hear that? Yes, I saw that Sam Smith refused to go to any of the after parties because they were so annoyed. Yeah, apparently the whole thing cost 500k and almost didn't happen. And Stormzy set had to get moved in order to accommodate right. for them to try. I'd and, say like, this passed us by totally when we were there. We, we didn't notice any technical difficulties. No. Thoughts on Sam Smith's outfit? So okay. Uh, As in red carpet outfit, the so inflatable rubber. The latex, look. the inflatable latex rubber. I actually thought it made their body look pretty damn good. Yeah. It makes them like a superhero. Yeah, I thought it was quite cool. I would just say that I personally, I totally get the red carpet is for like exciting moments and not just like a nice dress or suit. But I'm not a huge fan of like a very avant-garde red carpet look generally. No. So, yes. I guess Points it- for... There's a viral video of them walking down the red carpet in the latex suit and someone's overlaid the sound effects from Squidward in SpongeBob SquarePants going, you know, the the squeaks, because obviously the latex is obviously clearly making some like hilarious like noise. Little noises. But no, I thought actually they looked pretty cool. And the designer said they made it in four days, which is quite wild. Yes. An Indian born designer called Hari. Apparently they walked all the way from the car to the red carpet in it. I mean, is that particularly far? I mean, maybe it's, <laughs> it's not. It's literally like the, the car drops <laughs> yeah, them to the tent and it's the red carpet. I guess you can't be inflated upon the red carpet. No. But then how do they sit in the back of the car inflated? Gosh, good point. Maybe there was a swift little inflating uh, like moment like just around the back of the car as they got out. Yeah. Thought the performance, again, this is the other thing, is you go to the Brits and every time me and Kathleen have been to the Brits, as much as we love them... You can't see anything, really, and you can't really hear anything. Well, that's why I was just so thrilled that I actually remembered my glasses for the first time in six well, years. Is it because I WhatsApped you saying, remember your glasses? No, luckily I had already remembered them, but that's because I forgot them when I went to the Harry Potter theatre show recently, and I was literally devastated, because Ovi, once in a lifetime Experience, opportunity yeah. in um, I was actually fine, because I was sat close enough to the front that it was okay, but yeah, I was like determined to bring that that in. was not going to happen again. We looked like... Such losers with our little glasses yeah, on. Also, you have quite Harry Potterish glasses, I must say. They they're quite, quite round. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, they, yours are also quite round. They're oh, quite yeah. similar, both of our glasses. Oh, God. Like when we're <laughs> wearing them, it's another way that we accidentally look like twins. <laughs> yeah, we did. But yes, we couldn't really see or hear anything, and I actually watched the Brits the next day on my laptop. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay, what the performances. No, I, didn't do that. Yeah. Um, I do feel that I saw, saw and heard things. I think it's just that it's quite an interesting dynamic with anything like this. I found similar when I went to like MTV. Um, EMAs and stuff as well that on TV it looks like it's this like epic in-person night that's all about what's going on for the people in the room yeah but when you're there you're like oh I'm just on set of a big TV show 
Yes. Like there's a break every 15 minutes. Like they'll be like, crowd, can you make this kind of noise? Or like you see the producers like hairy across the room as all the cameras are like swinging. Do you remember we tried to take a video of Harry Styles and like the camera boom? Which just was like, like in the way yeah. the entire time. And like, you know, that little scene where they did the ITV table where after the break, Moe's like sat there with Roman Kemp, Laura Whitmore and Keith Lemon. But they'd manoeuvred them all round on the table so that... It looked like they were sat naturally in those seats for the clip, but they weren't sat like that. We saw them all get moved around according, like... God, I don't remember that. Yeah, so, you know, it's just the, the artifice of television, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, we had a great time there, but I don't know if it translates to an interesting TV experience. I think some people really enjoy it, don't they? It totally just depends. I mean, the, the performances were unquestionably Sam epic. Smith and Campetros were amazing yeah and I will say Stormzy obviously incredible that he had like a 40 plus person orchestra but considering his show that he did like what three years ago with um all the rain coming mm. down um it was, it was like when he did Blinded by Your Grace and like songs from yeah. that debut album it was like I personally preferred that show I, I it did was more epic. I think it was difficult to like have the room with that I noticed yeah that, like, if he had started I hadn't actually realized it yeah I mean and we he were was like quite sat drunk on by the steps point. Hi my loves, we want to talk to you about therapy, which as most of you know is a key talking point in our episodes. We always ask our celebs what they'd like to thank their therapist for at the end of each interview, but I've never actually done therapy myself until this year. So exciting. Well done, Han. I'm Thank very you. proud of you. What a journey to start. And it's all thanks to our paid advertiser for the show, online therapy service BetterHelp, which actually is such an easy, affordable, and flexible way of starting therapy for those of you who, like us, have found it just a little bit daunting in the past to actually get the ball rolling. Exactly. And this makes it so undaunting. You fill out a questionnaire about who you are and what issues you may want to speak about, as well as what kind of therapist you want, which is really important, be that in terms of gender, ethnicity, or religious views, for instance and within 48 hours BetterHelp can match you with a therapist. And for people who are super busy and don't have time to go physically to meet a therapist every week or they just find like an in-person session just too intimidating then BetterHelp is perfect as all the sessions are over the phone or video call depending on what you prefer and you can even do it via online messaging if that's your bag. For our super shy listeners, I was matched with mine last week and I was so nervous because I've often felt like I don't have a specific trauma I necessarily need to unpack and it's not like I'm depressed um, and therefore I thought maybe I don't qualify for therapy but recently I felt that I could just really benefit from talking to someone to make sense of certain things and patterns of thinking and I do actually think that therapy is for everyone and no matter how big or small your problems may be, it can be useful. Exactly, like therapy is a privilege of course but it's also something that every single person can benefit from. I think sometimes it can be a really positive, like empowering step to self-improvement and really understanding yourself. Also, I think sometimes you don't actually realize how much something's been bothering you or affecting you until you talk it through with someone, especially a stranger. Definitely, and the reframing has been so helpful. I came away from the session last week feeling very vulnerable, but also very relieved, and I am proud of myself for taking that step. Oh, I'm so, so happy for you. Well done, babe. Thank you. BetterHelp is affordable as far as therapy goes as well, with sessions starting from just £50 a week. And what's great is that if you're not happy with your therapist, then you can swap for a different one at any time at no extra cost. In therapy, it's super important that you actually like connect with your therapist. Definitely. So I feel like this is such a essential part of the service. Absolutely. Visit betterhelp.com slash straight up 2023 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, uh, dot com slash straight up 2023 written out like a number thank you so much to better help 
So, the after party. There are always lots of different after parties at the Brits. Each of the labels will tend to put one on. And then, yes. like last year, we actually went to a party that was like a Bacardi one. This year, we often in the past as well have been to the Warner party, which used to be at Chilton Firehouse. Don't actually know if they still do it there. I don't think they do. I think they did it at Nomad this year. Anyway, we yes. went to the Universal party at 180 The Strand, which is the big so house there. And it was really quite epic. It looked like so radically different. I couldn't recognise it. It looked so good, didn't it? Like it was actually a really impressive event. It was. And I have to say, having been to lots of parties before, the Chilton Firehouse was really fun because it was like so squashed. You felt like yeah. you were so like... But it was like really intimate. But this, I really liked the fact that there was no queue for the cloakroom. All the drinks were pre-made and just sitting on the bar. Mm. All types of cocktails. You never had to wait for a drink. We had lots of yummy hibiscus margaritas. That was oh, my drink. Oh, is that what the they night. were? Yeah, hibiscus. the pinky, pinky margs. Because lots of the drinks were with whiskey. Because obviously there was a whiskey sponsor. Oh and that's yeah, not really our vibe, is it? No, it's so. not our vibe. And amazing canapes. We had vodka pasta. Yes, that was so necessary. I feel like they knew that they were getting like a load of drunk people to send yeah. them in the spot. So they were like, right, what can we give them that's like really fattening and cheesy and think, carby? Yeah, exactly. It's an amazing cheese brioche, which I honestly thought about for like 48 hours afterwards. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So good, like melted cheese. You kept saying to me like, Elle, I just can't believe that you're eating sushi. Oh yeah. Because you were like, you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, you don't like sushi. No, I do love sushi. Yeah. But I thought you didn't like fish. Right, we shouldn't digress too much on no, that. But- Oh my god, how cute when Lewis Capaldi was like lying on the step and repeat when we came in as well. Like he is actually a joker. He was he was hanging out with Mabel, they seemed to be quite good friends. Yeah. I noticed and that they all went to lots they like did the rounds of all the parties. Yeah, it must have been like to do the kind of work drop in. But Lewis Capaldi was spotted for the first time. Well, like as in he's been spotted out with her before, but it was his like first public appearance with his girlfriend. Very gorgeous girlfriend. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Emily she... something? She... Yes. Yeah. That's stunning. Also, did you notice, babe, that the DJ was Sophie Ellis Baxter at one point? I did, yeah. And also, do you know that Shania Twain was there? I'm really upset. I don't think I saw her. She was wearing like a leopard print shirt. I didn't see her, I but saw I after. saw pictures after. I have to say, she she's like, what, 55? She she's... looks so good. She's got number one album in the UK at the moment yeah, as well. Yeah, but she beat our girl Ray. So. I know, which is actually really sad. Yeah. But also a huge accomplishment of Ray's. Yes, huge so. accomplishment. But I thought Shania Twain has like defied like time. Like how does she yeah. look about 35? She looked amazing. Also, didn't Tom Daly look so great in his like pink sequins? Oh my God, I didn't see it. Yes, you did. We like stood and stared at him for ages. Yeah, but Kath I don't remember some of the night. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, we were like stalking him. Oh, well, right. No, we weren't. That's what I literally we were spying don't... on him. We were trying to be like subtle and cool yeah. from the side of the room. Because I looked, because we always get the emails afterwards of all the celebs that attended and I was going through being like, didn't see you, didn't see you, didn't see you. It was so big though. Like it was so massive. That... There's literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, like probably like like more than 500 people. So it's quite difficult to the dance floor was spot fun. anyone, isn't it? The dance floor was very fun. The dance floor was really fun. I it a... was like, it got busier and busier. I mean, we left at what, like, I don't know, half two or something. It was well and truly worth the hangover. Even if I am still feeling a little bit sensitive today. FYI, guys, we're actually recording this on Monday. Um, Ovi, as we told you, Ellie's got her birthday on Friday. Oh, God, I actually and can't remember. I am dreading it. She's going to go, she's going to be in New York. <sighs> so we're doing a little bit of pre-prep for you guys. So there's no gaps. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. But you can give us a little New York debrief when you're back. Yeah, I will. On to the other big event of the weekend. We must discuss Rihanna's Super Bowl performance. Oh, it was amazing. Iconic pregnancy reveal. I know. So... I saw that Dumwa infuriated everyone by saying there was going to be, be a big reveal and everyone thought she was going to announce that she's going on tour and about to release another album and then it was actually the pregnancy and everyone was so disappointed. Oh, I didn't know it was anything to do with Dumwa. Like, I know generally it was obviously her first performance in like six years and, or maybe seven years, I think it was. And obviously she hasn't released an album since like 2016 and everyone thought that she was going to be finally. Yeah. Like, 
telling the world about the new record and the new tour. Sadly but not. Certainly not. She's going to have two under two. Yeah, her, that's true, her actually. son, who they've never revealed his name. I'm really intrigued to know what it is. Um, was born in May. So she is literally going to have two very little ones. I don't think she... Does she even want to release? It doesn't sound like she particularly wants to. I know. I don't think she's that interested. Like, when she's been asked about it, she always says that Fenty and, as in, well, like, all her various Fenty brands are her priority. But she has said that she is working on oh, she is working on another something, album, but God knows when it will come out. I just love her. I thought she was so great. I um, loved the little medley. Have you watched it? Yes, I have. I Did you think that the crotch touch was inappropriate? Apparently everyone was in a meltdown saying that really? she touched her crotch and smacked her fingers and it was very inappropriate for Super Bowl. Oh, that's ridiculous. She was wearing about 5,000 layers of clothing for one, so... Yes. Do you know what I mean? She was literally wearing like a whole like catsuit, like a big jacket over it. Also, like, male rockers always used to grab their Yeah, cops. I feel like that's, like, just... Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. A bit I... of a storm in a teacup. But I quite like the sign language interpreter who has been going viral. Have you seen her? No. Oh, my God, she's, like, amazing. I think they, they, and the ASL interpreter, I think, is the correct way to oh, say wow. it. Oh, wow. I can't... I'm she's not blonde, is she? Name. I saw an no. ASL going viral for a different performance. No, um, she is so good though. It's really funny. Definitely check that out. I feel like there's so many ASL people going viral for their performances over the last two years. Like yeah, it's become it. more of like an art. Yes, it it's has. Like a lot more drama to it than perhaps it used yeah. to. Yeah, well I guess and also they're just finally actually using them whereas and they weren't yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of the outfit? I liked the outfit, the Loewe. I thought it yeah. was good. And I also quite like that she wore an Alaya jacket, well coat. Yes. Um, which was apparently a nod to Andre Leon Talley, which I like. Oh, Very nice. cute. Do you know what I was thinking? Same with Jessie J at the Brits. Oh, and yeah, she did a whole like pregnancy yes. bump out. And Camille, she? former guest podcast, also. Yeah. And I think the the pregnant belly can look so amazing and like a whole it, it can, adds drama I know to what the you outfit. Mean. It does add good drama to the outfit. I thought they Camille's outfit was amazing. So Jessie J, I didn't actually love Jessie J's all that red lace. I thought oh, I thought it was amazing. Kind of oh, really? Oh, okay. Sorry to say. Sorry to be a bitch. Yeah, but um. I did very much like the Rihanna look. Also, she, in a Vogue interview um, a few months ago, she wore an Alaya, like, lace red um, all-in-one jumpsuit, which maybe is what Jessie J was trying to riff off, and she looked mm. amazing in it, Rihanna, in that photo shoot for Vogue. In the pregnant one, she did Nanny Leavitt's. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was just very cute. Obviously, she had given away a spoiler anyway, because in the interview, in, she'd done an interview previously, which she's like, I might be bringing a special guest. And everyone thought she meant actual, like... An actual guest, but it's her little yeah, baby. It was a fetus. Did you see any of the ads? Jennifer Coolidge's $7 no, million No, I did actually. I did want to watch the Cardi B offset one. The well, Valentine's Day McDonald's meal. But I haven't watched it yet, no. I really recommend um, I almost the... kind of refuse to watch them to get sucked into all the like rampant, disgusting consumerism of Capitalism. All. And also they're all American ads, so it's not like no, exactly. relevant to us anyway. But there is a really good Walter White, Jesse Pinkman, um, Breaking Bad ad where is they there? like sell some crisps as if they're drugs. Okay, yeah. that does sound quite fun. It's really funny. It's wild, isn't it? Did you know, fun fact, that performers don't get paid for Super I read that today. I didn't know that until today. Because the sales they make off the back of it, yeah, it's just mad it's like anyway. so. Like it literally, Lady Gaga, in ten, tw- after she took part in twenty seventeen, her album and song sales skyrocketed by a thousand percent. But even though that makes sense, and I guess that's why they don't need to get paid. But surely, the Super Bowl has the budget to pay their performers. I know. Like, surely they, they must choose just... not to. Like you say, it must be like just an implicit thing that it's like. Well, can't it go to charity then? Apparently, Jennifer Lopez got. 2.3 million new social media followers after her Shakira performance. 
Also, we didn't discuss, um, I feel like you'll have a take on this, post-Grammys. Oh, the whole ha- did her- shouting at Ben Affleck yeah, thing. Yeah, did she have a fight with Ben Affleck? I don't Affleck? know. I still couldn't tell if it wasn't kind of a joke. So, so. I then read um, an interview with a seat filler, because fun fact, I didn't know this until a few years ago, that Oscars like get regular normies to come and be seat fillers in case people don't turn up. No way. So loads of like normal people go to the Oscars every year and have this most amazing time. Um, yeah, because the worst thing you can have on a TV show is like weird yeah, yeah, empty yeah. seats. Anyway, this girl was a seat filler on JLo's table and she said that the reports are completely wrong, that she was very much like, oh my God, honey, you've become a meme. Look at this. Oh. And Ben Affleck said like, Jesus Christ. And then even though he knew he'd become a meme... He refused to change his facial expression or smile, and the seat yeah. filler was like, it was funny. That I like, thought it would yeah. be like funny, not like him being just like moody brat. I have to say, I was quite concerned at the Super Bowl Did to you... note the photographs of Rupert Murdoch and Elon Musk sitting next to each other. Not quite oh, sure what to make of that, but that is grotesque. I thought you were going to say something like you're concerned about her triggering early labour. <laughs> what Rihanna doing well one thing I am actually quite concerned about so thanks Riri for for women everywhere um is I saw a meme that was like no woman will ever again be able to use the excuse of being pregnant to not be able to do something ha, ah. <laughs> like, damn you Rihanna yeah it's true I actually saw a really funny um tweet from Derek Blasberg who is a what is Derek Blasberg oh, he's God. like a personal a Vanity Fair columnist yeah he was a Vanity Fair writer he's kind of like he's considered to be a big like celebrity and fashion journalist he knows like every single person in fashion he did like a YouTube series but yes he is sort of one of these people that I always have like I've Was had he... to look up several times to be like what are your credentials yeah. and why are you everywhere and he's like best fashion friends with all the models yeah, he used to be at Vanity Fair Anyway, he did a tweet that said, Rihanna headlined the world's largest sports event at halftime show on a piece of glass suspended in midair in the middle of the stadium whilst pregnant. I think women are foolish to pretend they are equal to men. They are far superior and always have been, said William Golding in 1954. I know, God. So Mr. Golding was correct there. Yeah. Hats off to the Queen. How many months is she pregnant? Do we know? Can we deduce... I was I was trying to do a bit of d- deduction based on her size of her bump, and she must be at least five months. I reckon. Gosh, to have a bump that size. She actually said that she performed because it was motherhood that had motivated her, because mm. she wanted her son to see representation mm. on the world stage. Because obviously, some people were like, "Why are you performing now?" You have like no new music out. Yeah, and also- she actually does in that. She had a song on the Wakanda Forever. Oh, yeah, I have um, to say, I was quite underwhelmed by that. Oh my god, I tried to watch that film recently and just couldn't concentrate. I haven't. Yeah, didn't I haven't. Like it. No, the reviews I will are try bad. It again. I also want to try Avatar. It kind of also felt a bit similar, but then I was like, maybe that's just from the adverts, and it was, it was like a kind of underwater storyline. We must quickly discuss uh, Kourtney Kardashian's vagina gummies. Court for thoughts. Vagina, vagina gummies. gummies. Oh, for God's sake! Sorry, I actually don't even know what this is. Why? So her supplement brand, Lemmy Gummy Supplements, um, they have recently released a pineapple gummy designed to target vaginal health and pH levels that support freshness and taste. So they're essentially claiming they boost the health of your vagina, but they're also obviously referencing sort of taste, smell, which obviously is what everyone has a major issue with. It's kind of a difficult one. I mean, I'm torn in that while I completely hard disagree with this like idea that vaginas like 
taste or freshness should be like fucked with and isn't actually just a completely natural thing yes. rather than another product designed to make women feel bad about themselves yes. I also do appreciate that there's like a complete lack of awareness and research and information like available generally to women about redu- reproductive like health as it is so like thrush and BV are obviously big issues for women and yet so little is like known about them and the importance of your like pH balance and stuff like that is actually a thing like I have a friend who had loads of problems for years and she couldn't have any real diagnosis via G GP via gynecologist uh, because no one knows there's no research really into female health in that way and so I don't think it's a bad thing in the same way that everyone's now talking about um like gut microbiome okay yeah. yes like acknowledge the vagina like has this all these different um bacterias that like are essential for it to be healthy but yes I think the idea that you can change that you should or could change the taste Yes, getting into problematic waters, and I think like every single like gynecologist on the internet has backed that. Yeah, it's just making me feel more insecure about what my vagina should or shouldn't look, smell, feel like, whatever. And also, pineapple is isn't that what men? We always say, oh, men need to eat pineapple so that they smell better. Yeah, it must be like a weird, uh, like a neutralizer, like neutralizing agent or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean. Do you know what? I just feel like it's a problem I didn't really even think about that much until people are telling me it's a problem, you know? Like, yeah. yes, my vagina doesn't smell of like rose petals unless I fucking no. perfume it. But as I say, to be fair, this is why I'm trying to give it like one tiny little bit of benefit of the doubt, which is some women do really struggle with their pH balance. Then I think, yeah, just see a doctor. I know, but my, this is my point. Like, I have a friend who saw the do- saw a doctor. Yeah. And all they did is try, try to test her for STDs, even though she'd, like, been in a long-time relationship for time, had said a million times that they'd all come back clear. Yeah, And even, like, true. female doctors, they just didn't know what to do with, like, any issues down there. And they literally said to her, yeah, there's not really the research, sorry. So, do you remember when Febreze was a huge thing when we were younger? Febreze? Yeah. As in the sofa cleaner, like, the <laughs> air freshener. Wait. What was it called? It was like for your vagina. It was like a spray for your vagina. Oh my god! I think it was called Febreze. Maybe maybe Febreze did a special vagina line. I don't know, but I will say I remember so clearly when I was in like year eight, a vaginal health expert from Tampax coming into our school um, to talk to us about all things period and all of that. And she explicitly said then never ever use like feminine products, douches, scented sprays, wipes, God knows what else. You shouldn't be using even really too much simple soap. Cotton undies are the way forward. Oh, sorry, Feb Fresh. Yeah. Do I mean? <laughs> Febreze. I was like, you do know that's like, I literally sometimes use that as like a pet smell oh neutralizing my God, sorry, odor. I literally yes, oh, yes, I have that as well. No, Fem Fresh. I remember when I was 17, everyone bought Fem Fresh. And yeah. It's like, we're at an all girls school. Like, who's, do you know what I mean? Like, why are we all. The marketing is just spraying our vaginas. Crazy. Yeah, interesting though. Yeah. I would like to know how successful it is. I would. And also, vaginas are self cleaning anyway. Are they? So, in theory, it, you shouldn't need to clean them. Yes. Um, and I will say, not wildly convinced about uh, Courtney's whole brand in that even though I definitely think it's backed by science to a degree, like it's on the on the kind of far out wellness spectrum, it's definitely on the very goop side yes, of it. Yes, it's like the vagina candle. And there are things like, they have this like, I think it's called like, oh my goodness, Gander or something. And it's like an ashwagandha supplement which is definitely proven to be effective like ashwagandha is really like a powerful um ingredient but she like recently was even flogging like a love potion oh my god like, who the hell's buying that they're like innocent teenage girls that are literally buying this fucking love potion 
thing is she has the money and the Kardashians do have a reputation for being able to build amazing brands like at Skims like yeah at no it's quite a convincing but oh I saw a really unfortunate video about Skims the other day oh god interesting what? I hadn't seen it just came up on my feed actually on Instagram and it was like um, it was like a cooking video that had been spliced with information about Skims as a brand the chef was making like a like a chocolate croissant pudding or something while talking about how unethical Skims is and she was saying like you know Kim Kardashian's views on like women getting off their ass and going to work when like her garment workers in like Myanmar don't even get paid for overtime oh god now I feel guilty about my new Skims bando oh no and you said it was really good didn't you you were you complimented it on yes it looked very nice Saturday night um okay that's annoying so what else is going on. I have a really fun um, podcast recommendation. Oh, go so on. yesterday, the only thing that I could do other than watch Happy Valley, which I also recommend to anyone who hasn't watched mm. it. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. I need to I really wait. want you to watch it so we can discuss the horrendous like violence against women. I know, but yeah. well, this is the thing. Like remember I said to you, I like when I was like, I haven't seen any of it, I can't really be bothered to watch a show where a woman just gets murdered or raped every episode and you were that like, is that literally is literally what happens. The show. But you know how I said of Bad Sisters that what I loved so much about it was the depth of the female characters and the sister storyline and yeah. how much we love watching amazing like sisters and women on screen. Yeah. This takes it to a whole new level. The sisterhood, yeah. It? The main policewoman, um, played by Sarah Lancashire, has this amazing relationship with her sister. And that's essentially like the whole show is just watching the sisters. Oh, well, that sounds cute. Okay. That and gives she's... it a more wholesome angle yes. than I thought it might have. Yeah, it's so soothing. Even though it's about rape and murder, um, and James Norton plays the most arranged psychopath of all time. Although I really, yes, please do watch because I really want to get your thoughts on okay, some of the big okay. moral questions that come up. Like, should you let your son visit his dad who's a serial killer in prison? Thoughts? It's Me and my boyfriend were discussing specific it yesterday. Question. I know. Would you? I don't know. I really... It depends on the context. Anyway, watch it and we'll get back. But the thing I was going to recommend was... uh, Yesterday, I went on a quick um, uh, walk to get a cream egg, which was my one hangover craving. A cream egg on a hangover. I think it was... It was like 5.30pm. The first time I got out of bed, I was like, I need to get out. So I went to Sainsbury's to get cream egg. And on the way, I listened to this new podcast that I'd been recommended on Friday night, which is called Strippers in the Attic... Ooh. which is these two strippers, one Brit, one US stripper, just talking um, about their experiences stripping across the world, many of them in London. Did you know there's a strip club in East London called Browns? I didn't no. know there were any strip clubs. I mean, clubs I knew there were strip clubs because I actually, there used to be one in Ealing where I grew up. Did there? Weirdly. So they're basically just talking about their experiences of being strippers um, because obviously in lockdown they couldn't strip. And it's just fascinating. Start with the episode about um, Miami where they talk about stripping in Miami's biggest like super club called Eleven where like Leo Di- DiCaprio goes with all the models and Margot Robbie like goes and Cardi B performs and stuff. But it's just, so when you get into each episode, the sexual anecdotes of what goes on because you can give clients like vip treatment where you essentially go and have sex with them or do whatever they want and hearing about them and like their utter candor about being like fisted by like a female vip client or whatever it's just like wow can't believe how are they anonymous so they have they're called heaven and buffy i haven't googled them yet oh so it's like the same strippers across their episodes yeah yeah i was imagining like different episodes would be interviewing no no it's quite it's just them and there's just so much to talk about because it's just such an interesting world and like they talk about the different types of clients and like my favorite's all just like the weird stories about like the guy with fucking weird fetish of he's called the vampire Uh, because he just wants to can you guess no I don't know if I want you to He say. wants to drink menstrual blood. Oh! Yeah. Okay. And then the woman was like, I'm actually not on my period, but um, 
sorry, otherwise I genuinely would. And he was like, oh, it's okay. You can just piss in my Heineken bottle instead and I'll drink that. And then she did it. And she was like, I would have done it for free. I mean, there are parts where I'm like, this is verging on problematic. Like she'll be like, you know, I spent most of the time when I was stripping in my um, 20s, like blackout drunk because it was the only way I could kind of get through it. Yeah. And then they'll be like, ha 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 ha. I'm like, wow, that sounds really dangerous. But then again, uh, okay. I, don't, I don't know, maybe they, they don't seem fucked up by it. I thought you were going to say it was like a Cardi B vibe when they were like, we spend most of our time secretly stealing things from clients and like... Well, maybe. I haven't got to that. But I d actually, I don't really think that they need to. They've said they were making like two grand a night sometimes. Maybe like up to eight grand, grand a week. Interesting. Well, I'll definitely listen to that. that it's quite fun. a saucy little listen, yeah. A um, saucy, I've only listened a post -work to post-work listen. Not yes. a commute in the morning. No, listen. it's not a commute in the morning. But I just love hearing about those kind of industries that I know nothing about. Yeah. It is I really want to go to strip club. Well, we're going to have to... We should have gone to one Ask in Miami. Yeah. Um, God, remember that hideous club we went to in Miami? That massive hideous oh club. My I can't remember what it was called. God, it was hideous. Where Jaden Smith was performing. I remember we did get a table by we drunkenly did. brandishing one of by our business system. cards. I didn't actually really like Miami, to be honest. No, I didn't particularly like Miami either. And it was these all right, strippers but certainly didn't like Miami either. Oh, really? No. Interesting. I wouldn't rush back, that's for sure. Certainly not. I wouldn't at all anyway <laughs> so i recommend that podcast okay nice my final reco yes is the last of us you're not <gasps> watching it yet are you i'm and not as a television critic well well a television editor. critic editor yes i'm really surprised that you haven't watched it because i do feel like it's like the big show that everyone's talking about i know now. it's because i'm catching up on happy valley it's all i can uh, watch oh yeah so which I should have been watching. There were only ago. literally like four episodes of The Last of Us out. Oh, is so, that yeah. it? When's the finale? Everyone's talking about the final already. Really? Oh, Christ. Well, maybe it's a really short series then. Maybe it's like a mini season or something because, yeah, there's literally been like four episodes. Um, it's basically, for those of you that don't know, a American post-apocalyptic drama by HBO, which is based on a PlayStation game that's widely considered as one of the best games of all time. And it stars uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, who is the little girl... I say little girl, she's obviously not that small anymore, but she was, her breakout role was in Game of Thrones. She was Mormont. Oh, what was her first name? She was Lady Mormont. And was, yeah, the best like young person in it in the final season of Game of Thrones. Everyone was like, who the hell is this like 12 year old? Yes, I remember this now. Yeah, she and Pedro Pascal play the leads together. The storyline is basically that in this apocalyptic world, which is actually in 2023, um, it's 20 years into a global pandemic that's caused by a mass fungal infection. So it's in like from like mushrooms. And you know how fungi like communicate with one another? You know how that's an actual thing that mushrooms do? Yes, I've heard So it basically this. was really believable. That makes me feel sick. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Like the way they set it up, I'm like, oh my God, that actually kind of could happen. So the mushroom like takes over like people like it starts in a flower factory somewhere where the fungi has like just got into the flower through damp or whatever and it's mutated and then when people consume it they basically like all this horrible like mushrooms like grow from like within them so that's why they're zombies so they're not zombies in the traditional sense of like just random dead people if you know what i mean they've been like taken over by the mushrooms so it kind of makes it kind of believable it's so like it's a sci-fi way like covid yeah yeah and it's like very gross and yeah, basically. Oh, okay. And that actually sounds like more like a sci-fi. Yeah, it's thing more sci-fi than like. zombie, basically. Because like, you know me, I'm not like a huge fan of like really gory, scary zombie stuff. Whereas I can like put the like the zombie bits aside for the greater for narrative. The greater good of AI. It's so for AI. Yeah. Sorry for sci-fi. <laughs> um, ChatGP has already sort of programming my brain. And there's a great episode. I don't know if you saw reviews about it. A lot of people were talking about it. And this is how it's really not the conventional zombie show. It 
was actually a full, like the full hour is a gay love story where you only see one zombie in the entire thing, like fleetingly. And it tells the story of this, the actors are Nick Offerman, who's the guy from Parks and Rec, Parks yeah. and Recreation. And then Murray Bartlett, who's the guy from season one of White Lotus. The Randy Old Man. Uh, yeah, the one, um, the, the, the hotel manager. I actually read a really good piece about it. The Independent, Louis, Louis Chilton wrote a review that was The Last of Us Gay Love Story Breaks New Ground for an Entire Genre and it was such a beautifully written piece I loved it I really actually recommend Ooh, going okay. away and I'll go and read it. it's kind of about the episode in itself but also about as I say how unbelievably unusual it is for like especially in like the traditional like gaming world um, to tell these kinds of stories with such like finesse and care Yes, I keep seeing stuff that it's like the only successful video game adaptation. Yeah, it's like the most popular video adaptation, video game adaptation ever. So it's beaten like The Witcher and stuff like that on Rotten Tomatoes. And obviously people are usually quite sceptical about video game remakes, whereas this is like chef's kiss. Ooh, okay. I'm going to watch yeah, it. I really recommend. When I eventually get there. Yes. And I'll do Happy Valley. You That's do a Happy fair Valley exchange. and then we'll do a little Let's swap. shake on it. Let's shake Sorry, on it. Sorry, my hands are a bit clammy. Let's shake it. Oh, hangover. actually. Yeah. Well, well, guys. On that note, I have to say, sorry about is, our low energy. This has really taken the uh, the welly out of us. It has, but we're here, guys. We're doing it for the content. We are. We're giving you the the full Brit slowdown. If you have any other questions, let us know. I don't even know if we've missed something. I feel like maybe I should have written notes now before. But I know. Do we have? A, is there any other like ins- gossip we've missed? Oh, can I just say how weird was Harry Styles's songwriter Kid Harpoon, who won for the best songwriter of the year? Making that Maya and Stormzy sex life joke. Oh yeah, what was that? So basically, guys, Kid Harpoon, who won the uh, Songwriter of the Year award for writing as it was by um, Harry Styles, got up on stage. He's a British songwriter and said, um, "Thank you to whatever, whatever, whatever." And he said, "And I promised my wife Jenny that tonight we're going to turn the lights out like Maya and Stormzy did back in the day." That's a really strange. And then thing Harry to Styles say. had to like mockingly like hit him over the head with his award, and then he went. Why viral. did he say that? Why do people say such strange things? Like it is maybe as we said the the fear of being live. And also, if I was his wife, but what's I would, an odd thing to say? I would be so just mortified. a really strange comment to make on stage in front of millions of people, and including Maya and Stormzy yeah, in the room, who are not together anymore, and, and had a very awkward breakup. <laughs> I know, and and what's even worse, ITV cut his mic afterwards. Oh my so god! So it made it even worse. But like, obviously, you know, whenever we you know when these big um, TV shows try and cut like or like censor stuff, and it's, it's they, like makes it even more of a thing. Yeah, and they cut the wrong bit, or they censor yeah. it too late, and then it's like, oh my god. Sorry um, as well, can I just say on that note, not to be a Harry hater, I'm not a Harry hater, I actually like Harry Styles, I've come around to him massively over mm. the last like five years. Like at first when he was like doing his solo career, I was like, who the hell as a self-respecting adult would like Harry Styles? But obviously yes. I know now that he's darling of the fashion world, yada yada yada, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. But it is bloody boring him winning all the major awards it's when he actually. doesn't even write his own music. Like... God, yeah. Come you put on. it like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, when there are true, like, icons of British talent. Do you know what I mean? Like, at, these artists that are out there that are literally doing such incredible artistic work. And then the former X Factor contestant who doesn't write his own music, who's, like, the most bland, cookie-cutter, pop-rock kid ever, sweeps up, wins everything. A bit depressing in a way. Yeah, it's depressing. Sorry to say. Sorry to end on that downer, guys. <laughs> well, to end on a more interesting... Well, not more... To end on a more positive note, you made me think about Rina Sawayama again and her outfit. <gasps> was so good. I really she liked looked... the sheer, like, being able to see the nips. Yes. If I wore great, that, it? it would have been hilarious. 
But um, yeah, she can rock it. And I love the whole hood um, trend that's yeah, going on in fashion at the moment. Yeah, I'm quite liking this, actually. I mean, I would never be able to wear it. I think it's a famous person. <laughs> we would both look <laughs> like just with little red with riding little hood poodles, with glasses like, on. Um, oh my God, imagine us both wearing those with our glasses. It would actually be too much. Um, <laughs> we yes. shall not. No, she looked great. Um, okay, guys. All right, guys. We're... Love you loads. We will be back next week. Same time, same place. Yes. We've got a really fab guest. Oh, my God, we do. Who actually we bumped into at the Brits. We did. Uh, we did a really drunken um, photo shoot with her in the toilet. Yeah. May Muller. Yeah. It's May Muller, guys. Yeah. I'm going to say I just went yeah. there, dropped the spoiler. Yeah, yeah, you did. And I'm really embarrassed because I'm, I was like, your lip liner looked so good when we were recording. I must borrow it. You have Immediately it on you. Immediately now. And then she had to go and get it from her mate's handbag. <laughs> and then I remember I was, I was like, it wasn't like coming out on my face. So I think I may have broke, I don't know. I feel oh like God. I... Oh God. Well, let's hope. Do you rate the podcast? Rate, review and subscribe. Rate, review and subscribe. Send, send it to your friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's just tailing off there. <laughs> Bye. Uh, bye.